Are you ready to live a better life? Do you want to have fulfilling relationships with your partner, children, boss, colleagues? Do you want to learn how to overcome obstacles and challenges that are an inevitable part of our everyday life interactions? You have tuned in to the right podcast. Doris Horenstein, author of Moments of the Heart, is ready to do just that. Sit back, listen, and enjoy the learning as Doris shares her stories, Jewish wisdom, and a bit of the Hebrew language and makes this world her classroom. Hello, everybody. Thank you for spending the next few minutes with me. I'm so excited to be with you and to share some thoughts. And today, I wanted to talk about the choice to heed the calling. And why am I thinking about that? Why am I talking about a calling? What does that even mean? So the Torah portion that is now read in all synagogues, virtually, of course, is called Vaikra. It's the first portion of the book of Leviticus. And the word Vaikra means, and he called. So it made me think, of course, about the whole concept of calling. Who called? In the portion, in the biblical portion that I just mentioned, we're talking about God. And he called Moses to let him know what to convey to the priests as they handle the tabernacle upkeep, right? The sacrifice, the people, you know, how they, how they should bring what they should bring and all that. So with that in mind, but focusing really on the first word, which I have read, by the way, a million times, a new thought came into my mind, a thought that I would like to share with you, all stemming from the first word that I mentioned, vaikra, calling. So the idea of being called. Now, over the last weekend, I also officiated a bar mitzvah in a beautiful outdoor location with a large tent under uh, the beautiful sky and unbelievable. The weather was incredible, absolutely magnificent in the month of March. You never know in Portland if it's going to be pouring down rain on March or it's going to be great. Lucky for us, it was absolutely Fabulous. Blue sky, big tent, about 20 people socially, of course, spread out uh, with masks. And the student and I uh, officiated it also for them, but also the Zoom, the, a lot of people that called on Zoom. It was just absolutely lovely. So as I was preparing what to speak with this young man, I thought about this concept calling. And I have Three levels of calling that I would like to explore with you for the next few minutes. The first step is just simply take that word calling in its face value. We call people. People call us. They call us to see how we're doing. They call us if they need us or if they want to ask a a particular thing from us. And we do the same. We call to inquire for a particular information about something we wish to gain, a clarity on. Uh, this is what I call the first level of calling. It's exchanging information, checking in, maybe even following directions, 
The second level of calling in Judaism just happened as I witnessed this boy for his bar mitzvah is the idea of being called, being called to up for an aliyah. In, in Judaism, you go up to the Torah. There's this particular part in the Jewish services where we're being called up for to receive an honor. And of course, if it's a bar mitzvah boy, it's celebration of becoming an adult Jew in the community. So it's happening every single week when people attend synagogues. They're being called to the Torah. They're being called to do something that adds to the holiness of the moment, but also to our uniqueness as Jewish people. This kind of calling creates a community. It could be for Jewish people being called up to the Torah, but think about it also not necessarily in Jewish environment when you are being called up to do something. When, we, when that happens, then we know that we're belonging to a larger group and we are part of a collective mission. We're called on to do something. Either it's being called up to the Torah or being called to be a leader in an organization. Being called to participate is what I call the level two, the second level of calling. But of course, we need to agree to be called. This kind of calling, this second level, requires our agreement. And not only that, I think when we agree, we also are agreeing to view it as a privilege. Not everybody is being called on to do something. It's a privilege to be called on. And if we talk about really privilege, I think no surprise it is that with privilege comes responsibility. Responsibility to accomplish whatever task that we were being called on or called up to do. And think about it if you have any leadership position. When you're called up to do something, there is this privilege that you are in that position, but also a really big responsibility to accomplish everything that is expected of us or that we expect of ourselves. And again, for this kind of level two, we need to agree to be part of this. So I want to ask you, have you ever been called up to do something? To belong to a group? To lead? To add in by putting your own efforts and involvement in something else? And I bet you it felt really good when you accomplish whatever it is that you were called up to do. But it doesn't mean, of course, that it's easy. It's hard sometimes to be called up to do something. And we have to believe in ourselves so that we can be called up, right? People who don't believe in themselves think, well, nobody is going to want me to be called up. Because they don't believe that they give anything or they have anything to offer. This is the second level of calling. The third level of calling 
is what I call the calling with the capital letters, the calling. And this level, this calling is individualistic and authentic to every human being. My calling is different than your calling. My purpose is different than your purpose. What I was born to do in this universe, in this world, in this life, is different and unique to me. And it's different from yours. And so I think about the third level of calling. Through living our lives, we get the opportunity to reflect and assess and determine that third level of calling, which is called the calling, right? Finding our purpose. What is the reason that each and every one of us is brought to this earth? Now, I also think that most of us live, you know, day to day, month to month, making ends meet, accomplishing our daily tasks, our monthly tasks, even our yearly to-do lists, and celebrating those accomplishments. How often, however, do we take the opportunity, the time to sit and reflect about our own purpose and our life's meaning? And to tell you the truth and being completely honest, I did not think about that as much in these terms for the first, I don't know, definitely 40 years of my life. I worked, as I've shared many, many a times, in Jewish education for over 30 years, and I really enjoyed it. I felt that I brought value and things that were needed at the time. But did I sit with myself and asked myself, hey, Doris, where are you going? You. Did I ask myself, sweetie, where do you want to see yourself 30 years from now? <laughs> Did I ask myself, darling, what is the thing that gives you, Doris, purpose? For what purpose were you born? When I came to the United States, I must also share that I knew that I had to go into Jewish education because I wanted to be a light onto other Jews here. But then for 30 years, I thought that was maybe my mission. But later on, I slowly, slowly discovered, and I wrote it in my website, that I wanted the world to be my classroom, that I wanted to reach out and help so many other people that were not coming into the walls of my synagogue. So when you ask yourself, what is that thing that gives you purpose? The purpose for which you were born? I think Many times the first answer that will pop up in many of our minds, including myself, is my children, my husband, my family. I want to I want to challenge you. Are you ready for a challenge? Because I think while it is very worthy reason to wake up in the morning too and 
reflect and have gratitude for the family that you have. And I'll be definitely speaking firsthand account on that. I feel that my job as a parent has been an incredible and I will not replace it in anything in the world. I do think that this question of life purpose, however, is bigger. It's bigger than that. And I want you to think about you. Now, you can have children. Maybe you don't have children. You have a family. You may not have a family. What is your calling with a capital C? Of course, family is important. Of course, it is incredible to be a parent. There is no holier task than that. The question, however, of our purpose is beyond this holy task. And guess what? We arrive to it slowly, very slowly. How do you find your purpose? It's not like it's hiding and you look for it around the house. You find it through questioning yourself while sitting silently and emptying our minds so new thoughts can come in. Can you sit long enough so the clutter in your brain becomes clarity? There is a story of Elijah, the prophet, following his confrontation with the prophets of Baal, and he was seeking God. He ended up encountering God, not in the wind or the fire or the earthquake, but what it is known in Hebrew as kol dmama daka, in the still, small voice. Literally, in the piercing silence. I remember one time during the high holidays when I was leading services, I asked everybody to take a minute and to understand what a kol dmama daka means. That still, small voice, literally in the, hearing it in the silence. And sometimes silence can be deafening. It can be loud. And sometimes to discover something, we have to seize the noise that is around us constantly, the, reg the regular activities of life. When we stop that sound that is the chattering of our brain and instead tune in to the true silence that we can hear only if we're listening to it, that's when our soul can speak. That's when the true awesomeness of God can penetrate and be heard. And if you don't believe in God, think of it as that power which was outside of you. And then new revelations take place. Here's a Hebrew gem your way. The word to speak in Hebrew and the word a desert in Hebrew share the same Hebrew root. Ledaber and Midbar. Think about that for a second. A desert 
kind of brings up the connotation of emptiness. When we empty our mind, we can speak, we can hear words. The word dvarim, which means words, also share the same root. One of the powerful tools in positive intelligence is the idea of the focus on the here and the now, in emptying our mind, paying attention to the physicality of our bodies in this moment, honoring our thoughts, but letting them go. No past reflection, no future thoughts or planning. For a few minutes a day, when we focus on our own hearing, on our own tasting of food, on our own feeling the, the sensation of our fingers rubbing against one another, which is one of the tools that I teach, we create a particular emptiness in our mind, allowing wisdom to emerge, allowing a place of clarity, declutter our brain actually achieves clarity of ideas, of actions, and ultimately clarity on our own purpose on this earth. And that's what I wish for you. I wish for you a decluttering of your mind and clarity of your mind at the same time. One goes out, one comes back in. I hope you enjoyed this talk about the three level of calling and maybe make this year, this 2021, a year of your personal calling. What were you meant to do? What is the thing that only you can bring to the universe? That you are a champion in that. And make it so. One step in front of the other, taking an action is always better than sitting on the sideline. Thank you, everybody. I hope you liked it. And if you do, please subscribe to this channel. Short videos, short podcasts. You are always welcome to leave a comment, to subscribe. And you are very welcome to also email me, dorishornstein at gmail.com. It has been a pleasure and make this day the best day it can be. The world was created for you.